The Bible says, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What a promise. We can overcome the flesh. Many people try to defeat or control their flesh by sheer willpower, focusing on the things not to do. The problem with this is the more you focus on the flesh, the more likely you are to get distracted by the things of the flesh. Today, how can I walk in the spirit? The Bible tells us that we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. That when you come to Christ, the Holy Spirit dwells in you. There are a few other promises in the Bible that are like this one. Psalms 34, four through six says, delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your ways unto the Lord, trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth righteousness as light and your justice as the noonday. Again, what a great promise. Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. If you delight yourself in the things of this world, it's so easy to get caught up in the things of this world. And so many are wondering why this struggle is so hard and why there's so much temptation or the temptation is so strong or they just can't find the way of escape. It has to do with whether or not we're walking in the spirit or walking in the flesh. If we are delighting in the Lord or delighting in the things of this world. In John 15, five through seven, Jesus said something very similar. He said, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it will be done for you. Again, not focusing on not what to do, but abiding in Christ, delighting in God, walking in the spirit. I certainly don't wanna say that this is a secret to living the life that God wants you to live, but it seems like it. So many people try to stop sinning by sheer willpower instead of going on the offensive with spiritual things, making sure that our mind is set on the things of God. So then what does it mean to walk in the spirit? Let's consider some verses that help us out. First of all, we're told to sow to the spirit and not to the flesh. This is a farming term. If you plant seeds of a certain crop, that's the crop you're gonna get back. And if you're sowing seeds today to the flesh, you're gonna reap from the flesh. If you're sowing seeds to the spirit, then you're gonna reap from the spirit. What you are reaping today in your life depends on what you sowed yesterday. And here's the more important part. What you are sowing today, you will reap tomorrow. Galatians 6, 7, and 8 says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh, of his flesh will reap corruption. And he who sows to the Spirit, from the Spirit, will reap everlasting life. This passage starts off by saying, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Meaning, this is a true principle. And you want to sow to the things of the Spirit today. Are you reading the word of God? Are you excited about the things of God? Are you walking in love? Are you sowing to the things of the spirit? The Bible also gives us a command to be filled with the spirit. This is something distinctly that we can do. We know that the Holy Spirit is in us at the moment that we are born again, but we can also be filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, which can influence us to do the right thing and help us to make good and right decisions. Ephesians 5.18 says, do not be drunk with wine, which is dissipation, but be filled with the Spirit. This doesn't mean that when you're filled with the Spirit, you're gonna stumble around like you're drunk, or you're gonna have laughing fits, or you're gonna act like animals. As some have said, that's what this means. No, 
It's a contrast, not a comparison. Do not be drunk with wine. You are never more out of control than when you are drunk and you're making bad decisions. That's why it's dissipation. You're doing things you shouldn't be doing, things you might not even remember. But when you are filled in the spirit, one of the fruits of the spirit is self-control and you are never more under control. And that's why we have this command, be filled with the spirit. Don't be drunk with wine but be filled with the Spirit. Now, God has given us the Spirit as a gift, the Spirit itself that indwells us. Listen to John 14, 16 through 17. And I will pray the Father, Jesus said, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. Now he's talking to his disciples and he's telling them that the Holy Spirit is with them in that Old Testament time. But the time is coming when things are going to change and the Holy Spirit is going to be in them. And this is a gift, the presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. The Bible also tells us that we're supposed to control our thoughts, think on the things that are holy and pure and honorable, and also to take our thoughts under control by Jesus Christ. And it says this in Romans 8, 6 through 8, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor can it be. So then those who are of the flesh cannot please God. Put your mind on the things of the Spirit. Think about the things of God. Think about the things of eternity. Think about the things the scriptures tell you. And don't put your mind on the things of the flesh, the things that we should not be thinking about, the things that we should make rare in our minds, getting control of them. And by doing this, by putting our mind on the things of the Spirit, we will find ourselves walking in the Spirit. The Bible also tells us that the Spirit will teach us and remind us of Scripture. Now, this is really important because we want to be led by the Spirit. We want to be taught by the Spirit, and the Spirit can bring to your remembrance things that you have learned. In John 14, 26, it says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, who the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So the Holy Spirit is about bringing back to mind the things that Jesus has said and teaching us all things. So as we walk in the spirit, he is our teacher and we are being reminded, I think not only of the things that Jesus said in the flesh, but also the entire word of God. The Holy Spirit will bring it back in a moment that is important to you. I love that Acts 1.8 tells us that we will have power to be witnesses for Christ when the Holy Spirit comes upon us. One of the ways that we walk in the spirit is to look for opportunities to plant seeds, to water seeds, and to harvest, to see if anyone wants to come in to the kingdom of God. Jesus said to his disciples, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. Here we are at the ends of the earth for most of us, and the Holy Spirit can come upon us. We know that this is not just a promise for the disciples, as some say, because it talks about the ends of the earth. We're here preaching the gospel, doing the work God's called us to do. And when we walk in the spirit, we are empowered to be able to do the things that God wants us to do for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, the Bible also tells us that the spirit of God is gonna lead us into all truth. This is important in a day when people are looking to their own hearts for the truth. 
Look within yourself, see whether it's right or wrong. Your heart is basically good, that's what they say. Listen to your heart. When the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart. And the heart of man is wicked and we are so self-deceived. John 16, 12 through 13 says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you of things to come. Again, what a powerful promise. The spirit of truth is going to lead us into all truth. I think it will be hard for us to be deceived if we are walking in the spirit and the spirit of God is leading us into all truth. Just a couple more points. The Bible also tells us that you were sealed with the Holy Spirit. It says in Ephesians 1.13, in him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of our salvation. Notice that first of all, that they got saved after they heard the gospel of their salvation, which was the word of truth. In whom also having believed you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. This happens the moment that you receive Christ, the moment that you are born again, the moment that you say, Lord, I want you in my life and I wanna live for you. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit. This is a down payment of the guarantee of our faith in Christ, that we know that we are with him. We see also in 1 Corinthians 12, 13, that the Holy Spirit is involved in our salvation. It says, for by one spirit, we were all baptized into one body. Now the word baptism means a lot more than just water baptism. It means to immerse. This doesn't say we were baptized by the spirit into water baptism. It says for by one spirit, we were baptized into the body meaning that we have a relationship with other believers. We are in fellowship, the Greek koinonia. It goes on to say, whether Jew or Greek or whether slave or free and have all been made to drink of one spirit. In other words, the spirit that works within me is the spirit that works within you. And no wonder God wants us to interact with each other by walking in the spirit and then receiving the fruit of the spirit. Galatians 6:22. the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. That'll be the evidence that you are walking in the spirit. If you're full of anger and jealousy and lust and outbursts, that's a sign you're not walking in the spirit. You continue to put effort to think on the things of God, to walk in the spirit, to put your mind on his things, and then you'll have the fruit of the spirit in your life. God bless you. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.